Welcome to Redefine Health. Being healthy has become overcomplicated, forcing us to live by someone else's labels and ideals. The aim of this podcast is to help you redefine what health means. Each week, we'll have stories from leading health experts offering us valuable insights in how we can improve all facets of our health. Welcome to chapter two of self-confidence. I am very, very pleased to hear that people enjoy chapter one. So we're going to be diving into chapter two, which is effectively starting with how we set goals and getting started because a big part of building self-confidence is having a goal for it. It's not something that you just stumble upon. You, you know, walking down the street the next minute you have it. And we're gonna explain this from more of a client perspective in a sense that we've been working on self-confidence and she wasn't sure what she wanted for a while, you know. She convinced herself that, you know, finding someone wasn't really gonna happen and there was quite a bit of fear in terms of going on dates, but also one of the biggest fears was being rejected. And it becomes such a strong sensation that she would feel throughout her body that it would often stop her from doing anything. Now, there's a positive to it. That's some of the things that I kind of explained to a lot of people. There's a positive to a lot of our behaviors. By avoiding the stresses of dating, you kind of get a reward. So you don't feel embarrassment. You don't feel that kind of overwhelming feel, right? You don't feel that you're not measuring up to what society wants but when she starts seeing the world and how it has limited her self-confidence she started to recognize that she needed to start actually doing something with her life and that meant you know flirting that mean going out and putting herself out there for dating but kind of trying to nurture relationships because ultimately it was something that she wanted but it's something that she was not confident in getting So the idea was quite simple, setting up small goals to expose yourself. Now it's based on like exposure therapy, which is putting yourself into a position where something that you don't like or something that triggers you, that you end up getting triggered more and more and more and more by it to the point that it becomes mundane. It becomes easy for you to notice and deal with things. And that was kind of the idea. It was to kind of set small goals in in order to expose yourself to dating. So we started something small, which is, you know, dating app at Tinder. It would start something small in terms of how we use the likes of Tinder, kind of talking to friends, seeing if they know anyone who could do, say, some center of self up with other people they knew. That was the goal. As she took steps towards that, she started noticing how she noticed herself and how confidence grew. She was more herself. When she was on dates, she could talk to them. But as she went on more and more dates, so did things become easier and easier for her to talk. It was less awkward. And that's the kind of the crux of all of this chapter is that in order for your confidence to go, you kind of actually need to have some strategies, right? And what I mean by strategies is first you need to have a goal in order to achieve it. Just like anyone who says they want to win a race, say run a marathon, you know, get a promotion in work, you know, lose weight. You need to first have the end goal. So you can kind of realize that, you know, the goal of improving confidence is important. And this is how we kind of recognize how we do it. So it's what opportunities I turned down because I didn't feel confident. What opportunities would I actually pursue if I was confident? Now, take some time to actually think of these things. 
And are there activities that I probably avoid because I have lack of confidence? And you can't say, no, that's not me, because everyone has a position in the life that they're not actually confident about. And this is what we're using here. We're trying to use it to kind of bring out what's at play. Another way we can also think about, say, that lack of self-confidence is fear, right? So now if we encapsulate that and say, like, right, in what ways have I actually limited my life as a fear? It gives you a radical new way of looking at what is stopping you from being the confident person you could be. So now, when you've answered those, it's going to give you a little bit of ideas in terms of we recognize that there's a few areas we want to work on. So now we all know from goal setting or have at least heard that we want in most parts it's going to be smart driven you know so you want specific realistic measurable goals right so when it comes to the goal of saying confidence you need to pick the specific part you want to be confident on so say you're struggling to be confident at work or socially confident the goals need to be i want to be less anxious or i'm going to work on being able to make eye contact with people or say another aspect could be you know i want to carry a bigger conversations a lunchroom so those are the goals which are specific and then you need them to be realistic so you can't expect to be for instance have a conversation in the lunchroom and expect everything to go perfect without you not feeling nervous that's not being realistic you've got to also take those goals and put them in reality expecting to have a perfect conversation in the lunchroom after your first try is not being realistic but simply still having that goal and go i would like to be able to have it and i'm going to continue to try but then it also needs to fit in with your values so you recognize from chapter one that all of confidence is value driven it takes a little bit of reflection of that values and then you need to tie it to your goals so it's like what is it important to you try distinguish between what other people think you should care about and what you truly value so it's like is the goal that you're setting out for confidence something that you truly value or is it something that you're not what sort of person do you want to be you can link this to work you could link this to a relationship you could link this to your friendships and then if you could wave a magic wand and have your ideal life what would it look like now what you're going to do is you're using those values to kind of anchor your goals to and what i mean by anchoring is the sense that if your goal does not line up with a value you are not going to end up doing it nor will you actually end up seeing a boost in your confidence because you're doing it for the wrong reasons now there's one part that i do wish for you to do after thinking about your values and that is actually pick your top three values and everyone's always a bit like hmm, why and the reason is because when we have too many we often get clouded and this is how we ensure that our goals for attaining confidence are aligned with our three most important values whether that be say accomplishment whether it be compassion empathy expressiveness honesty joy knowledge openness mindfulness risk service spirituality strength trustworthiness or truth there are countless amount of values that you can use pick the top three 
But the idea here is you take your core values, so your three top core values, right? And you spend time writing about what it means to you. So what does knowledge mean to you? What does thoughtfulness mean to you? Now these are your values, right? And then you're just exploring the why, right? And why is it important to you? And how do you express it in everyday life? And what you're doing is you're trying to build your values, but you're also trying to build it into your goals. So that way, when you put the two together and you go, hey, I want to build confidence in work. And because you believe that work is going to help on knowledge acquisition, you can go, right, cool. Now I have the goal of building confidence in work. And because of value is knowledge and knowledge can be attained from work. There we go. Or what you could do is you could bring the same thing, but you're saying that, for instance, if you're part of the military, being better at work ties into your value of service for a greater cause for the people. So now you're more inclined to build confidence because the goal is there and it's linked to your value. For instance, when I was talking about the client about dating, one of her other values, the social aspect of training, she valued the social part, right? With her increase in datings, we saw a drop of the social side in trainings. So there had to be a conscious understanding that yes, she was getting confident in datings and it was helping her, but it was also serving as a way for one of her core values to start dropping down in the sense that falling to the wayside. Now, the biggest key in her scenario was coming to recognize that the two could be balanced and that for her to enjoy and improve her confidence in dating, she would still need to go on dates every two to three weeks. But there was always a minimum of one a month ensuring that her social side that came from sports was not interfered that one date somewhere during the week and if things went well wouldn't impact training and the social side of training and that's something that you've got to recognize that at sometimes that your goals and your values when they arise you're gonna to have to look at it from a higher point of view they're going improving confidence in one area might actually take away from another area and that you need to once again realign with your values and once you realign with your values then do you know where you further need to pursue so keep that in mind. Remember, it's more about the destination and who you become on that journey than it is about the end goal. So it's less about the self-confidence we're going to gain at the end, but rather how we change, how we learn and all the things we get along the way to build in that confidence that truly matters. So now simply three different methods, right? We can use in order to help ourselves. So based on cognitive behavioral therapy, there's often something that's used as kind of, it's considered the event, thoughts, and emotions, right? And the event is something that triggers something. The thought is what occurs, and the emotion is what you felt, right? And the reason why we go into a little bit of the, CB, the CBT side is purely from the standpoint that low self-confidence can often be based upon unhelpful or untrue interpretations of a situation, right? So if you believe that, you know, someone who looked at you wrong on the street 
was intending to do harm or was thinking that you're a loser or thinking that you looked funny, right? You don't have any proof for that, but it was how you saw, how you felt in that situation and how you identified. So the event, the thought and the emotions that then aids to the low self-confidence. So if someone looked at you funny on the street, which is the event, and the thought is, oh, they think I look weird. The emotion is sadness, embarrassment, and a host of others, right? So that means that effectively what's gonna end up occurring is you're going to keep that low self-confidence going. So this is where we use that event thoughts emotion aspect, right? So we can look at it in a different way. And what that means is when we do the event and thoughts and emotions, so say we use that same approach, right? We can then see the emotions, the thoughts and the event, and then we can turn that around and go, what's the reframe? Do I have any positive proof that is what they were thinking? No. Was this based on how I was currently feeling? Yes. So all you're trying to do there is identify the thoughts and then reframe them so you can build more self-assurance. So there's not distorted thinking. And I think this is something that happens a lot for a lot of people where we often come up with this idea of someone said something, we misinterpret it. So then we have the trigger, we have the thought and we have the event, but we never take that time to pull back, either put it on a piece of paper or go through it on our head. I highly recommend on a piece of paper though. And then look at it from a more objective, rational view. And how do we reframe that position now so it's less of a hit to our system and not a distorted view from our own minds? The beauty about this as well is that you start recognizing when you are making up things in a sense where you have no evidence for what's just occurred or the thought that's occurred right? And what it allows you to then do is just dust yourself off and move on. But you will also start to notice that using the same process, the event, the thought and the trigger, you can also start giving yourself more credit for positive things you do. Instead of beating yourself off all mistakes, for, a, for instance, in work, you can recognize the good you did in that and still accept that you made a mistake and it's not the end of the world. And this is not your terrible at a job. So this mindset change spurs action and then helps build confidence, right? The next part is acceptance and commitment therapy, so ACT, right? The aspect of this one, right, is to try and teach us not to avoid worry, fear, or doubt because negative feelings are just naturally, I'm going to reiterate, naturally part of life. Struggling against any form of anxiety can often make it worse as you'll recognize it if you ever thought, why am I so nervous? What's the matter with me? So you get this unpleasant feeling, right? Then you're struggling. And because you start recognizing that, you get more more anxiety and then you freeze up. And then you think to yourself, I can't do this. This is going to be a disaster. However, with ACT, you're going to learn to notice the thought and let it pass you by without deciding its truth. And this is the biggest thing that we've talked in chapter, not even just chapter one, but the first episode of the podcast with Izzy, which is detaching from your negative thoughts helps prevent rumination, which is often linked to anxiety and depression. 
but it also lessens the urge to run from discomfort by indulging in harmful behaviors. And we see this, the likes of binging, uh, we see it overeating, we see copious uses of drugs, whatever that vice may be, this is often something that occurs when we're in a heightened state of discomfort. So the idea with the ACT model is understanding that unpleasant thoughts or feelings are something there to be accepted and then can you do action in the sense that if you're always thinking of how something is going wrong and then you start leaning into it you're now going to be in a position where you can't actually come out of it and actually make things worse now we're not going to be diving too much into the ACT and CBT purely for the fact that that's going to be coming chapters however what I do want is recognizing that another aspect is exposure therapy, which I touched on in the beginning, which is effectively just exposing yourself to the very thing you hate or feel discomfort about, or where you're lacking confidence, right? And that's something that you can build upon weeks, you can build upon it months, you can build it in stages, but look at it as a stepping stone. And that's the beauty of your exposure therapy is the sense that if you want to be better at talking in public or talking in general in a certain amount of people, you start off with one person and then you add another till you keep building to the point you get to where you're happy about. So that's how we would use exposure therapy. And this is how you can start looking at your confidence, right? And going, right, where can I expose myself to an area that's gonna help boost my confidence? So that's something I want us kind of just recognizing. Now, obviously chapter two is or predominantly about values and goals and just giving you an outline of other things to come, which is gonna be more on that CBT and tools for your toolbox. Now, kind of to summarize everything, you need to set goals in order to boost your confidence, right? But those goals need to be aligned with your values. It's not just something that you whimsically do, but actually do your values and figure out what are your top three values. And that is gonna be the anchoring point for your goals. Sometimes you'll need a little bit of change in how you view your goal, but that's perfectly okay. Whether you categorize it or not and just do broad overarching goals, that's perfectly okay and perfectly fine. So once you've done that, I also want you then noticing sometime this week over the next couple of days, which is we're going to bring that CBD practice of the event thoughts and emotions, right? And then we can have another column there. So you can do this on your phone. You can do this ideally on a piece of paper because it's a little bit more tactile and it kind of brings you to the forefront of what's occurring, right? So you're going to create your your three, four boxes for event, the thoughts, the emotion, and the reframe, right? The event, I want you looking at anything in the week that dents your self-confidence, something that you get that overwhelming feel of discomfort or going like this, I didn't feel good, right? And then you're gonna put that into the event sparks, right? You're gonna then look at the thoughts. So what thoughts came up? I'm not good enough. I'm terrible at this, whatever it may be. And then you're gonna do the emotions that you felt within your body, right? After writing those three boxes down, I want you looking at it, right? And taking three deep breaths in, and then on the finishing of the last breath, I want you looking at the reframe box, and I want you to reframe the event in a more positive outlook. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to naturally see that some things are naturally gonna occur and we're gonna make mistakes, but they're still positive to take. And it does not mean 
we are bad at what we do. So that's going to be the homework, as I call it, for this week. I hope you've enjoyed chapter two and I shall be seeing you for chapter three.